0: You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, marketing technology director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at BuyWise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real world strategies marketing ideas and solutions straight from the trench. All right, welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. We're going to continue the conversation uh, digging into the subject of the CRM that I'm building here at Lighthouse Escrow. If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one. But by way of a quick recap, here's where it is. So uh, as a result in part of this podcast, which I'm doing with you, Scott, and uh, it's just Scott and I today, Ricardo is uh, out nursing a cold. Um, he's quarantined. He's quarantined. He was not allowed anywhere near us. We both got that cold and it was awful. Um, we, uh, as, 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 uh, partly as a result of this podcast, uh, I decided to build a CRM. Um, and, um, we've had CRMs at the past lighthouse. They haven't worked this one. I want it to be a different kind of project. So in the previous episode, I broke down what the options were, you know, the steps we took to, to sort of assess options Uh, How we hired a consultant to help us, you know, sift through all the available uh, CRMs out there and help us to to, to really get a lay of the land so that we could know what we were choosing between. Ultimately, we decided to build our own, which for reasons I discussed in the past podcast is something I think pretty much all of you should not do. Um, But we had very defined reasons for doing it. And when we left the story, uh, where we were was we had gotten the sales team together when i say we i mean me and my sales team we all got together and we were sitting down and putting information in a google doc all of the stuff we cared about knowing about right and we and we ha- had started organizing this the the framework of the crm around having all this information and a presentation of information and that's when i realized i was making a big mistake mm-hmm. so here's here's the mistake okay uh, let's let's dive into it so what we were doing in the framework is we had uh, – do you know what a wireframe is? Yes. Okay. If you don't know what a wireframe is, a wireframe is basically a really rough, ugly mock-up of uh, how something is going to look. And the reason that you create wireframes – there are a bunch of them. But one big reason you create wi- wireframes is to establish information hierarchy. In other words – this is the top most important thing. This is the second most important thing. This is the third most important thing. That practice of creating information hierarchy is super valuable in pretty much any kind of software development, whether it's a website uh, or some sort of app or whatever. And the reason why is because it causes you to uh, it causes you to recognize what you care about most and. Also, uh, what's most important to you from maybe uh, the perspective of uh, taking action? And that's how I realized that we were making a mistake. In,
1: in, in layman's terms, that's your dashboard, right? right. Your user interface, so right? The you dashboard
0: go... is one aspect of it. Yeah. Correct. So right. like at the very top, for example, your master categories. Uh, normally, if you look at a website, there's a couple of different like sections of the website that are presented at the top, right? Um, maybe it's like about us. Um, articles, blog, whatever, right? Contact
1: so, information, upper right-hand corner, right. that type
0: of thing. All that kind of stuff. And so those are sort of like you know the boxes that you're putting information in. Mm-hmm. And then once you get, you know, you click on the About Us section, then you have headlines, right? And it's like, uh, meet the team, right? So you know that when you scroll down and if you choose to dive deeper in the meet the team section, you're probably going to meet the team. Um, and uh, if you don't meet the team, as a consumer on the website, then you're like, what the heck am I doing here? This doesn't feel good, right? And it creates a bad experience. So it's really important that you define things because it it sets expectations and and lets you know what you're going to be delivering. Okay, so we were were doing that process. I read the book 12 Week Year, which I would like to do a podcast about um, uh, in an upcoming podcast. Read the book 12 Week Year. The observation made at the very beginning of the book. People in the information age don't fail for lack of information. They fail for lack of execution. Mm -hmm. And I realized that was our mistake. And not just our mistake, but the mistake of many CRMs. So, yes, CRMs have tools that can do drip campaigns and things like that. The problem is, uh, and especially with the CRM that we were building you aggregate all this information you say you know here's this client's value and here's this you know bucket you want to put them in and whatever unless information is executable in a human way it's not going to be valuable to you
1: mm.
0: now there's two parts to that
1: yeah explain that
0: yeah so executable Can right and well, then the human, human way, way. Part. yeah okay yeah, so yeah. let me let me just say in the executable part first what we were doing when we were building our CRM and especially from a dashboard perspective is we were just showing useful information like this person's opened to listing. Uh, this person has brought you this many escrows and this much money. But that leaves too much to chance on the execution side. So now every piece of information that we can manage has some sort of call to action associated with it. And we completely restructured our dashboard so that instead of seeing... Um, like lifetime value of a client at top, what you see is tasks associated with the client. This person just opened escrow, click here to contact them.
1: So, so wow, that's really, really good. So that's the executable way. Well, that must've just, I, I mean, yeah, that's a little, that's, that is an awesome perspective. So now instead of managing data, you are managing points of communication and opportunities to have human interaction and to build that
0: we're asking, what does this data mean? Like, why is this significant? Right. Now let's talk about the human way part. Okay. So what most CRMs get wrong is they want to, they want a computer to then uh, automate some sort of process as a result of some trigger. So for example, this person just opened an escrow. Mm-hmm. Start your drip campaign. Okay.
1: And then, unfortunately, that's how almost all CRMs are built In now, is they're built to make you not have to have any human interaction.
0: Yes. So one of the things I was tempted to do to solve the executable problem was I was tempted to have the CRM create a... Uh, I I guess you, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, create technological actions to the information. Send this strip email, right? Send this automated text Mm -hmm. are examples of that. But what I realized is that these are relationships. This is a relationship between our salesperson and the client, between our escrow officer and the client. So instead of having the CRM say, click here to start campaign, it says, click here to contact. And then when you click to contact, it will ask you, how did you contact? Phone, text, email, handwritten note, other. And that prompts the salesperson to make a decision, right? They, they want to make a call. They push the button to make a call. They want to send a text. Then they can send a text on their phone and note the text in the system. They want to can write... I send
1: a text through the system. At the moment, no. Okay.
0: Um, at some point, that would be nice, but we don't. At the moment, we're not building that functionality. Um, you want to write a handwritten note? Amazing. Click that you wrote the handwritten note, and just say, you know, send them a thank you card, right? So the CRM does the important thing of tracking the communication history yep. and and delineating uh, between calls and and handwritten notes and whatever, and you can see at a glance, you know, what how you've been communicating with people. But it doesn't just send somebody a pre-written spammed thing, right? Yeah. And I say it does. I want to be clear: not every templated email or text is has to come across as spam. You and I have talked a lot about this. Yeah. How you can create a more personal feeling, but at the end of the day, people know if they get the exact same email and the exact same text every time they open escrow, probably it's not a, like authentically coming from the person. Probably it's if just you a have repeat thing.
1: customers. So in your yeah. particular case, you deal with. As, uh, a real, real estate, estate agent. Agents. Yeah. So those are repeat customers. Okay. Whereas in a retail space, if you're a real estate agent or a, or, or a loan officer or lender, like I am, or broker, like I am, uh, you're talking to somebody differently every, every, every single time
0: you might be able to get away with it there. A little well,
1: bit. well, yes. And yes. And no. And, and actually I want you to finish your story because I'm I am just, I'm blown away because you and I didn't have this discussion. I didn't talk to you about what we were working on and why we were working on and why we were building it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm telling you right now you're just like, you got bells going off in my head and I'm just (laughs) like, okay. And it's, it's, it's making sense to me. And it's almost a validation of what my thought process is and what our thought process is. What do we want this to do? And, and you're checking all of those boxes and it, and it's, it's so much different from it's so much different from the way that I hear conversations happening around this tool mm-hmm. right so keep so now you're checking your so you're checking communications actually let me make sure let me see try to try to keep your point because I I, I want to try to extract these nuggets out of this as you do this one of the super valuable, Outcome? features outcomes of having a CRM is reflection. Mm-hmm. So now you can reflect on x on on twelve months worth of data and say, okay, all of these customers, our highest our highest producing our most loyal and happiest customers, on average had forty percent more handwritten notes than the lower than the eighty percent of our customers that didn't do it.
0: So, okay. So I want to, I want to pause you there and say this. It's really tempting for me to share that, that kind of insight with my sales team. I'm not doing that. And here's why I think like this, you think like this, these kinds of, this kind of uh, data analysis is really intriguing to us. (laughs) If I put that on the plate of my sales team, it unnecessarily burdens them and gets them distracted. So,
1: But if one of your employees came to you and said, Dustin, I'm trying really, really hard, it just doesn't seem like my, my clientele is as loyal as Jane's clientele, you can go back and look at how Jane communicates with her clientele and say, well, these are the differences that I see in the way that you communicate. Maybe you should talk to Jane about that.
0: I can, I can do that because I'm a data analyst in that way.
1: Right. But if somebody comes to you for help, you have data that backs I'm empowered up you're empowered data. you're empowered and you can help point them in the right direction. But if, but if
0: I were to bring up that point in one of these meetings, it would it would fall It would flood. come
1: across bad. It would say you guys need to do this because Jane's better than you and that's a bad way to communicate. No, with no, no, team. no, look.
0: So at Lighthouse, we have a very collaborative sales team because I tell them, look, it's, That's right. Yeah. We are out to win together. Yeah. Right? We're a team. We 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 are a team. We all have one job. Our job is to make money for the company. We all have the same job. We have different roles. I'm the CEO. You guys are sales. Other people are escrow officers. But we're rowing this boat together, mm-hmm. and the way that we win fastest is if we set ego aside and do our best to help one another succeed and to play to our strengths so no it's i'm not concerned about creating the impression that if we have this data i'm going to be telling you should all be like john because john's one of our sales guys because maybe they shouldn't be like john right i'm saying that in this process people like you and i uh and maybe others listening to this podcast If if you're even listening to this episode still, you're probably the kind of person who likes to think at a high level. And the observation I'm trying to make is a lot of people don't enjoy that like you and I and Scott do. And so you have to understand that if you're building this kind of tool, some thoughts and observations and realizations just keep to yourself because otherwise you're going to burn the process.
1: Right. So go back to the 12-week year. Uh, you identified very quickly that it, that execution is the single most important thing what what else did you learn execution
0: from, in a human way
1: in a human way and and also how uh how are you how are you actually how do you how do you determine how you build that out now so well, does that does that give you a path on uh, because you have to choose something you have to choose something to do first, right? You got to get started. There has, there has to be the first step to a journey.
0: So that realization, like I said, flipped the, uh, information prioritization hierarchy on its head, huge, right? Huge. And so when, when we did that, like I said, we re we reorganized what was at the top of the screen, what was, uh, you know, below the fold is a term used in newspapers. You know, it's basically like what's the very front. If you flip the newspaper, what's sort of secondary below what the fold. It takes
1: effort to see?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's another way of framing it up. Um, and and the reason that we did the you know when I say the human execution, there are going to be certain sales reps that are going that have a relationship with their uh, clients. They're going to shoot texts off more often than not. Others are going to call because they're phone people. Um, some are handwritten note people. Right, mm-hmm. Ricardo works with somebody at uh, uh, his company that sends off handwritten notes with great success. Right, um, I want to leave room in a system for people to be who they are with other people. I love that, um, and so that's something that I think oftentimes <coughs> we're looking for the hyper, um, we're looking for the hyper automated thing, and we cut out the humanness. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these CRMs I think fizzle out. So once we realized that, then the next thing we did um, was like I said, we reorganized the information. I went back to my I went back to the developer with this insight. And the immediate thing we did was we then began to focus on
1: triggers. Okay, triggers, triggers that are going to, well, you mentioned earlier tasks. So if a trigger essentially in all CRMs sort of have this built in, if I do this and if I check this status or update or something like that, then it serves up potentially the next step in the process. Yeah. The way
0: I look at it is if this thing
1: if this and that.
0: happens in the world, then this happens in yep. the CRM, yep. right? So for for example, if a real estate agent opens an escrow, and 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 I literally, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Let me pause for a second. I am telling you how I wrote this in the Google document. Okay, so because from a from a technical perspective, this is a useful way to build. Yes. So, if client, which is a category in our CRM, opens escrow action, then notify uh, notify sales rep. Sales rep is another category to contact client. So. Open escrow and contact are bolded in that sentence. And contact means that if I click a contact, there, there will be a button, contact. And if I click the contact button, the same thing will happen every single time. It's I. Uh,
1: what method? What and method? And that's your phone, email, handwritten note. That's exactly.
0: that. Exactly. And you can click to dismiss that prompt completely. But if you dismiss it, you have to identify why. You can't just dismiss it. And the reason for that is because you might dismiss it, and someday down the road, you're looking back at your history, and maybe the relationship has, say, for example, gone cold, right? Um, you're going to want to know, like, why, why, why did I dismiss all these contact opportunities? Like, and you might be frustrated with yourself. So if you put the information in there as to why you dismissed it, you, you basically you, you help yourself learn and you, and you maintain whatever confidence that you should appropriately maintain. Yeah.
1: And that's, and that's sort of a little bit of the, the, the data mining aspect that we were talking about, but you, you, if you're trying to reflect on, on how this relationship has evolved, whether positive or negatively, um, and then that's where they're extracting that, but it's not a necessary part. It's not, it's not a, because, yeah, because I, I, I think, Again, I go back to these CRMs and I go back to some of these conversations and the way people are asking about CRMs is, well, how do I send this one message to this list of people, right? How do I blast this out? And that's like the exact opposite of what you're talking about. You're talking about, uh, technology assisted relationships yes, as opposed to technology driven or technology driven, uh, Communications,
0: right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Automated communications. Um, uh, what we're trying to do is on an individual relationship by relationship basis, how can I, uh, advance and grow this relationship? Right. Um, and so things are broken down to the client level. When we sat down to list out the triggers, it was a super important, super boring Part of the process. Really you must have loved it.
1: Boring. You must have loved
0: it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, my sales team. You know, they I I I reach. I'm like, hey, like, what what kind of instances would you want to be talking to people? And you know, they they threw a couple of things out there. But you know, they're just like, I don't know. I just want to talk to people. Just let me talk to people. You know. <laughs> so the
1: round of espressos for everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on, exactly. Let's get
0: excited about this. It's it's not. Yeah. It's it's hard to get people. So this is where if you are the kind of person who enjoys this thing. Um. You should not feel ashamed that you might be alone for a little bit in in putting this together. And if you're the kind of person who does not enjoy this thing, I would strongly encourage you to find somebody who does enjoy this kind of thing and collaboratively work with them on this. So uh, I sat down. I'm like, all right, what are all of the uh, reasons that you like we might want to talk to our clients? Open escrow, close escrow, new listing, birthday. Um, mm-hmm. If there is, uh, you know, like mid mid range. Uh, In an escrow, we've identified, uh, we've created these algorithms to identify people who are off trend, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, if if you map, if you put any, if you put any uh, set of statistics into Google uh, into Google Charts, you can click an option and it says trend line. And if you click the trend line, it'll show you is this person trending up? Are they holding stable? Are they trending down? Mm -hmm. And most people are like, "That's a cool line," and I'm like, "That line." is gold <laughs> like that line is amazing because and you are so geeky i am but 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 hear me out so if the line if a client line is trending up then what like how amazing would it be if your escrow sales rep called you up and said hey scott i, I man i noticed that you are just on fire right now what do you need man like are you yep. looking for some support what kind of support are you looking for can i introduce you to anyone right What does that signal to you? That signals to you, Scott, that my escrow guy is paying attention. Like I am on fire. Right. And maybe I'm so on fire that I need help and I'm too busy to ask anyone for help. Right.
1: So, so I want to anchor this firmly in the uh, conversation we had in a previous episode. I don't know if we, I remember if we focused on this, but we talked about it, which was Perry Marshall's 8020 sales and marketing book. And yeah. putting your effort and your energy into the 20% of your of your clientele or your database um, that's accounting for 80% of the success of your business. Yeah. So by tracking those things, your CRM is tracking those things so that you're able to quickly identify. Who's trending up? If that person is trending up, that's somebody that you want to divert your attention, special attention, special love. Give them a little extra love and give them some extra attention. Give them some, uh, you know, hey, send them a, you know, send them a gift certificate or you know, some sort of interaction with them. We can't do that,
0: but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay,
1: no, no, okay, right, right. But you want to give them that gives you the ability to to focus your energy on where you're most effective and where you're getting the highest return on that relational
0: but even more human than that it shows that i am paying attention to your success and i care about it and yes. i want to help you advance
1: it. okay so the geeky part is paying attention to the people that are have the highest the the, geeky the, part highest is the, trend, line.
0: the trend line and knowing what to do with that right yeah. if if someone is trending stable then that's great because it probably means yeah you know just keep up what i'm doing we're good to go if a line is trending down, that can indicate multiple things. That could maybe indicate that they're sending business to another escrow company. It could indicate that there's some trouble in their process. And again, reach out and be like, hey, Scott, you know, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are things going, man? Can we let's get together for coffee? Let's talk about it, right? And then you, you know, we get together for coffee. Maybe you tell me, ah, oh, just I haven't had will. Like I just haven't had the will to do it. I'm just so burned out. Mm. then you can have a real human con that's an opportunity for a real human conversation. Maybe a lot of empathy comes out. Maybe, uh, you know, you've seen other people have this problem and you can refer that person and say, you know, you should talk to so-and-so they they went through this themselves or a business coach now. And they, I think they could really help you out with this. Right.
1: See, so CRM stands for customer relationship manager, right? And, and I think we started, the first episode off as this, that it seems like most CRMs are now used like Kleenex or Q-tip. Like it stands for like just this thing. And most of these things are designed for accountability and tracking and all this. You are truly designing your relationship. You're using technology to assist And the management to be a more effective relationship builder.
0: So I'm going to push. You're right that CRM stands for uh, customer relationship manager. It's the manager part that I'm at war with because I feel like that manager notion is what makes most salespeople balk at using a CRM. I don't need to be managed. I know how to manage a relationship. I want to be
1: empowered I don't, to be able to dedicate my to focus my time and energy on where it's going to be most impactful.
0: Well, more to the point, I don't need some algorithm telling right. me how to relate to the person I brought in the door. So that's why I'm trying to build a CRA, a customer relationship assistant, right? I love that. And I think that that just that little mindset shift, yeah, radically restructured. A lot of of how we approach this project. Did you coin
1: that prior to this conversation? The I did CRA, not. or did you just was... come out with that? Because that's actually brilliant. That really is a really cool way to look at it. I love
0: that. I I, I did. Uh, yeah, I definitely am not going to get off this podcast and call my lawyer uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and make sure that I own that trademark. Um, no, but I think that that's how you have to look at it. And by the so now let's let's bring it back maybe to something that's more universally applicable to people who are listening to this podcast. Okay. Um, so you might not be able to do, uh, the kind of, uh, from scratch dev work that my team and I are doing again, I've done this for a lot of years. I know what I'm doing. Um, but when you're sitting down and, and, and maybe using an out, uh, you know, like an out of the box solution, um, like a, like a lion desk or something. If you come at it from the perspective of I want a computer to manage my relationships so that I don't have to be involved, it's just it's you're going to fail. That's that's yes. my thesis.
1: <clears throat> I would agree with that.
0: And so you have to come at it from the perspective of how do I like where and how do I need an assistant?
1: Yes. Yes. So I, I don't want to drag this out too long, but I want to build on what you're saying because I'm having Josh and I at BuyWise Mortgage are doing this. We're going through this exact same process as we speak. Um, I don't remember the date. It's not next week, but it's the following week. We're going out to spend two days um, with our CRM developer to map out the customer journey, to map out the communication experience. And we're designing our CRM. Um, we're building ours on an Infusionsoft Foundation. Okay. Um, Infusionsoft is is they used to call it Confusionsoft, and it absolutely was. It was complicated and clunky. Um, they've recently rolled out um, some new user friendly versions, more user friendly versions. They call it Keep now which okay. is crazy i don't understand why they would do that but i like the technology i'm familiar with the technology what we are mapping out is the communication the communication flow the customer experience so and it's exactly what you were saying when this happens and it communicates with the los when we no longer need anything from the client everything's been checked off it lets the loan officer know that they can make a call to the, to the client and say, Congratulations. I no longer need anything else from you. I know that was painful. I appreciate you sticking with me. From here on out, we've got your back, right? We're smooth sailing from here. Yeah. So it's that opportunity, it's that customer relationship assistant. I'm gonna use that and I'm gonna and I'm gonna use that and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna talk to Josh about it. I'm so excited now because that's a perfect way to describe it. And, and we're doing a very similar thing. We have a technology consultant that knows how to make our vision come true. I don't have to worry about how to put it together. I All I need to do is I need to lay out, I need to hand him my Google Doc. For Josh and I, we're more whiteboard people, so mm-hmm. we kind of think it out on the fly. And But it's all, if this happens, this is the category or the client, and th- or they reach this stage, or they reach this status, or this thing happens in the loan origination system, it triggers this communication to help deepen and strengthen that relationship and help set expectations for what the next step is. Because you, for what you do, it's a little bit different from what we do because you have repeat clients and they have an expectation of things going a certain way and smoothly every step of the way yeah. for real estate agents and for lenders, uh, for loan officers, we are in an environment where our client is can. Cons- is constantly confused and they don't know what the next step is. They're on an emotional roller coaster that doesn't allow them to fully grasp all of the moving parts. And we are constantly in a state of trying to calm them down, set expectations, meet those expectations, and then let them know what the next step is. So that relationship assistant is so vitally important because you will find most, most the the work, bad reviews don't come because you didn't get the loan don't bad reviews don't come because you didn't buy the house bad reviews come because you wanted to shoot yourself in the face five times during the process yeah. because you had no idea what was happening mm-hmm. you had no idea what was going on and so that technology assistant so dude i'm super excited now about Bill, about what we're doing with our crm because i'm listening <laughs> to your conversation and you really you've opened my eyes on a lot of a lot of things because i tend to be geeky about it i tend to think oh if we collect all this data we can analyze this data and we can improve our customer experience you by X percent. and you absolutely can but the reality of it is and the reality of it is you're using it just to create better relationships with your client, with your customer base.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, that needs to be the thing that you have at the forefront of your mind as you structure this thing from a sort of architectural it, perspective. It,
1: and and we are only now ready for the architecture piece of this because Josh has been having conversations and meetings with the the team um, over the last few months and really identifying what is it what's going to make the, make it easier for them to, Uh, to know when to have conversations and what to have conversations about with the consumer along the way. So that we're getting you, you, you glow, we're going for our five-star reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't sound like a big deal, but we're at um, we're at 38 five-star reviews on our Google business page right now. And that's something that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and over and over again, you, you hear, um, they were with me every step of the way. And, and so I know that our culture is concerned about, about handholding and having that environment Mm -hmm. and having that technology to be able to assist in that so that we can potentially scale, bring in new people and, and have them be able to easily um, conform with that culture and give them the tools that they need to be able to have that communication and build that relationship is, is really exciting for me also. So
0: but well, we've referenced several previous conversations in in our conversation today. If you're new to the podcast, you can find those conversations at marketingtrench.fm. That's where the previous episodes are. If you want to weigh in, you're doing a CRM and uh, or a CRA, as we're calling it now, right? I, we would love to hear how have you managed to make your CRM into an assistant, not a manager? How have you used it to have real human conversations that have advanced your business? You can tell us about that in our Facebook group, The Marketing Trench. Find us on Facebook. That's where all the conversations are having. And by the way, we're sharing stories and articles there. Uh, We're weighing in on stuff. So join us in the conversation. It's a lot of fun. And finally, if you're enjoying this podcast, please uh, rate and review us. Give us us some stars on the old iTunes. Let people know why you're listening. It helps us to grow, build our audience. For those of you who have been subscribing, uh, thank you so much. Please tell your friends about it if you think it's valuable to them as well. Until next time, this has been The Marketing Trench.
1: Yeah. I had to do that. <laughs>